we often see the words emotions and feelings being used interchangeably, but they're not the same. Emotions are actually your body's physical response to what's going on. Feelings, on the other hand, are your mind's interpretation of your emotions. But here's the thing, your feelings are biased. Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. As a marriage coach who's been through and still going through the trenches of motherhood myself, I get it. Life gets busy and sometimes your relationship takes a backseat. But guess what? You can feel like a couple while raising kids and I'm here to help. Join me each week here as we dive into the messy but fulfilling world of marriage and motherhood. From navigating conflict to reigniting that spark, we're going to chat about it all. So if you're juggling mom life with wife life, this podcast is for you. And hey, if you love what you hear, I'd be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Here's this week's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. So I originally planned on touching on a different subject, but this seemed more important to me. I'm going to be sharing with you something that I wish was more common knowledge and was an absolute game changer to me, as well as my clients when it comes to improving communication in your marriage. As you can see the title, it says your feelings are not the same as your emotions. If you're like, what the hell are you talking about, Michelle? Because these words are used interchangeably. So what nonsense are you saying right now? And I want you to bear with me because like I said, learning that feelings are not the same as emotions was an absolute game changer with how I moved through my relationships, how I navigated conflict, conversations, how I understood myself, just self-awareness in general. And I want to do the same for you by sharing this with you, okay? So we all experience conflict in our marriage, right? No one is exempt from that. And if you are I challenge that there's honesty going on in your marriage because there is no perfect marriage and conflict is actually healthy to experience because that's how you grow together as a couple. And if you're not experiencing any conflict at all, then I would question who is not being honest and upfront about what's going on. Okay. So I'm going to assume that you know that you have conflict in your marriage and you know what makes conflict hard? It's not the disagreeing part, because we disagree with people all the time. It's the listening part. It's the listening part, okay? How we listen plays a huge role in how conflict plays out in our marriage. For those of us who didn't grow up with healthy communication skills, raising my hand up there, we will take what we hear our spouse say and run with it. Okay, if something they say triggers us or offends us, upsets us, we will either get pissed and clap back, get hurt and get really quiet, or maybe even walk away from the conversation altogether, right? Because in conflict, we're constantly responding to what's being shared, what we're hearing, what we're seeing, what we're feeling. So if we don't like anything that's going on, it's going to 
influence how we react, right? A couple who has learned healthy communication, they aren't so quick to react because they know to challenge what they hear. They challenge what they hear, how they feel, and what they think. Because what they think and feel may not actually be the complete truth. And that's something that they have learned. Okay? Now let me share something that has been a complete changer for me that you may have never known before. Okay? Your emotions are not the same as your feelings. Your emotions create your feelings, but it is only one half of the equation. Okay? I know that as a society, we often see the words emotions and feelings being used interchangeably, but they're not the same. Okay? Emotions are actually the physical sensations we feel in real time in response to a circumstance. For example, when we're in an argument with our spouse, and you notice your jaw is starting to clench, your heart is racing, and you're feeling hot. Those are your emotions. It's your body's physical response to what's going on outside of you, okay? Your body does not communicate with you in the form of words. It communicates with you through your physical sensations. Feelings, on the other hand, are your mind's interpretation of your emotions and what's going on. For example, you might start to feel all the tension happening in your body, your emotions, and your mind is going to fill it in with a story of how your husband just doesn't get it. He has no idea how much you do and how easy he has it, so you feel angry about it. And your mind recalls all the times that you saw him relaxing on the couch while you were busy, helping the kids, doing chores, doing whatever it is that you were doing around the house, and he's not stepping up as a partner like you think he should, okay? And it's really freaking convincing, and it could feel like the truth. But here's the thing. Your feelings are biased. Since your feelings are your emotions put through the lens of your past experiences and the narrative that you've been telling yourself throughout your entire life, starting from childhood. How were you raised by your parents? However much or little support you got from them growing up and what your experiences were with previous relationships, all that is included and factored in to the narrative and the story that is built around the emotions that you feel, the physical sensations. This is how you can explain how people react to different situations differently, right? Something that can happen to you could have no impact on me. And something that could happen to me, if you experience the same thing, we would have completely different reactions to, okay? So let's have an example here. Let's say someone grows up being told that they're dumb all their life, right? And they're going to naturally be more sensitive and feel insecure about maybe someone questioning them at work. Whereas someone who didn't have those experiences growing up, they weren't being told that they were dumb or criticized growing up. They might experience the questioning as a need for more information. 
Okay. So how we grow up impacts us so much in how we show up in our marriage, in motherhood, in all aspects, all types of relationships, all types of interactions. And knowing this difference is going to help you navigate and handle conflict so much better because it's going to help you slow down the process of miscommunications happening. Okay. I want you to think about the last argument you got into with your husband. Can you pinpoint the exact moment, looking back, where things started to go a little haywire? A lot of times when I am just people watching, or maybe I'm on a couple session with my clients, and I can just see, oh, there was a misinterpretation there. And then all of a sudden, because there was a misinterpretation going on and no clarity being sought after, that led the conversation to go back and forth and back and forth. And they were no longer talking about what was relevant anymore. It was more about, hey, you just hurt me. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to get defensive. I'm going to get critical. I'm going to blame. I'm going to bring in all this stuff because you hurt me and I want to hurt you back. It's no longer a productive conversation. This is now drama, right? The disagreement turn into an argument that is no longer something that is headed in the direction of, hey, let's solve this together. It is now me versus you and not a team effort. Okay. When this happens with my clients, they feel so sure about what their spouse meant. They took what they said and took it as a truth. And nine times out of 10, it actually wasn't true at all. That is not what they meant at all. Okay. So if we can start to bring more awareness to just how influential our feelings can be and start to trust the emotion rather than our feelings, then we can start to navigate the conversation with so much more curiosity rather than jumping into conclusions and letting things escalate when they really never needed to. All it takes is just one misunderstanding for a conversation to turn into something really messy. For more feelings to get hurt, for more distance and disconnect to be created. And for what, right? All because our minds are messing with us. So I want this to be something that you keep in mind the next time you have an argument, okay? And this is the very reason why this is one of the first things I work on with my clients. When we first get together, first thing we work on is understanding emotions and then investigating the feelings. When you do this, you can start having conversations that actually get somewhere, so that you can resolve the issues together. And then you can deepen your connection with your spouse because you have grown through the process together. Instead of throwing things back and forth with each other, you're actually able to be open and honest about, hey, this is what's coming up for me. Oh, I thought you meant this. And it's more of a calm, productive conversation where you can actually use what's being presented instead of taking offense and taking everything personal, which is what makes the conversation go downhill, spiral out of control. Okay. So your feelings are not the same as your emotions. Trust your emotions. That's the physical side of things and investigate your feelings. 
okay? If something feels off, like you know your man is a good man, and all of a sudden your mind is trying to flood your feelings with all these examples of how he screwed up, how he hasn't showed up for you. Challenge that. Investigate. How true is this? Because our feelings can often operate from a place of absolute, like always, never, right? It's kind of like the devil of, you know, if you had like an angel and the devil on your shoulders, it's the devil, okay? And we have to remember that that's not the full truth. Like, did those examples that it's bringing up happen? Sure. But are they all the examples? Probably not. There are probably instances that actually refute that, right? Or balance it out. And so I want you to take this and implement this into your arguments, okay? Because we don't need to have arguments in our marriage. Can they come up? Sure. But are they necessary? Not necessarily, right? Conflict is necessary. Conflict is inevitable. But arguments are actually optional. We decide ourselves whether we're going to engage in it, okay? Arguing is 100% a choice that we make. So if you know that arguing is a choice, can you choose to take what you learned from here today so that you can choose differently? Okay, because I'm sure you don't want to argue. Like, who has the time to argue? Who wants to experience all that drama only to leave the conversation not in a place that's better than where you started, right? You are meant to evolve and grow in your marriage through the life of the marriage. So choose to grow with your spouse. And this technique, this method, whatever you want to call it, this approach is a fantastic way for you to start. Okay, if communication is a huge pain in the butt for you lately, I have the communication course and I teach you the foundation, the framework to be able to navigate conflict in your marriage, how to feel more confident going into it, how to articulate how you feel what you want, how to de-escalate conversations when they start to kind of go, you know, towards that drama side and how to work together to come to a solution and grow from it. That's the most important part is conflict is there to help you deepen and strengthen your marriage. And if you're not using conflict in that way, think about doing it differently and take the course, okay? The second option is my signature program. I offer that to one-on-one -on -one clients as well as couples who are ready to get down to work and start making some change to transform their marriage. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed this and that you're actually going to implement this into your marriage, into your conflict. And if you do, send me a message on Instagram and let me know. I would love to hear how it goes. And if you have any questions, of course, reach out to me. Otherwise, I will catch you back here next week. See you later. That's it for this episode. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. I would so appreciate that. And if you love what I share here, then you're going to love and want to join my free private Facebook community that's also called Marriage and Motherhood. I hope to see and connect with you in there. Otherwise, I'll catch you back here next week for the next episode. Bye.